Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm Derek Riley. I'm with Charlie Smith, and welcome to Dirty Water, a quagmire of professional jealousy and distrust. A place run by blockheads and so obviously stupid, it is a tragedy many guests ultimately cannot bear. Today's guest on Dirty Water is fragile and dreamlike and raspberry cheeked, and once a daisy yellow hair. He is, more importantly, fiercely intelligent and dedicated to his craft like few other surf writers. He lives under the evergreen trees and chestnut stallions behind farmyard fences at Lennox Head. And although he's never been afraid to call a spade a spade, he never sets out to be deliberately bitchy in print. He is Beach Grit's man of reputation, our great advanced thinker. He is Mr. Steve Shearer. I mean, Steve, are you cataloging every one of your introductions by Derek Riley? I wish I had. Never sets out to be deliberately bitchy in print, though. I mean, that that's genius. I feel, though, that, God forbid, when your time comes, <laughs> your tombstone should be, like, a solid 20 feet high with each one of Derek's intros to <laughs> Dirty Water as your very as the various etchings on your headstone. Yeah, and underneath that, all the little bitchy texts that I've sent to Derek over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and to Nick Carroll, too. Yeah, so good, to good 40, I mean, if you had a 40-foot high headstone, yeah. just a normal shape, right? Like that standard round top, whatever, like everything else. Mm-hmm. But it was 40 feet high, that's something. Yeah. People would stop by the cemetery and think, what's this? And then they would start reading. And that's basically clickbait right there, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be uh, just slightly north of the giant prawn, huh, Steve? Yes, yes. Um, I feel like you're sort of putting me in the grave, though, already. I, I, I don't feel ready to go yet. No, but it's important to plan. Let's just yeah. be honest. We're all planners here. Okay, all right. <laughs> and, you are, and Steve, you, are, you do live at Lennox Head, one of the great white hotspots that's what I was thinking world. while Charlie was putting my tombstone up there. I was thinking, oh. Okay, just- real quick though. Do you, <laughs> I know you do because I do, mm-hmm. uh, envision my beach grant memorial. Yours is a lot closer than mine. A, the fact that you're probably cancer riddled right now. Yeah. But B, also because great whites are everywhere. So you're probably going to die any minute and know you're going to be celebrated on, Gre- on beach grant. Do you think about that, Steve? As the next one to go. So the, the third one. I mean, one, imagine, right? imagine the art that will come. Imagine yeah. the honest-to-goodness tears, the proper tears from me and Derek, uh, and then the commenters and everybody. Do you ever think, okay, at least people will be having fun after my both my legs get eaten by a great white? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I hadn't before, but I will now. I, mean, I, I mean, guess that makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? <laughs> I think. I mean, what what else is better? Mm. But, it, but Steve, it is it is whites. I'm afraid, and you know, and I don't mean the fragile human sort. You know, responsible for spreading evil across the planet. Yeah. But you know, two months ago, Rob Rob Pedretti, dead mm-hmm. by white, in front of the surfing um, Oz Thai Fi camp. A few weeks ago, 15 year old Manny at Woolai. Yesterday, West Oz. Mm-hmm. At the farm, you know, a great white inhaler guy's JSS 17. <clears throat> yeah, this kid, the pulled up, 
kid Just did nothing of Tasmania, Derek Riley. Yeah, so the kid pulled off the boat, ten year old <laughs> kid pulled <laughs> off a boat by a fucking shark. That's my favorite one. Yeah, and then uh, and then and then some guys filmed a great white ramming their uh, boat in Tassie yesterday. Yeah, and then uh, surface chased him by a big white at Mini Waters near Woolai. Yeah, and then a, a friend of mine said a diver at a Woolai had to fend off a ten foot great white with his with his spear gun. So yeah. um, you live in a great white hotspot. Let's talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you want to know? Um, what do you want to talk about? I don't know, man. It's pretty fucking. I, I first, I first, <laughs> real quick, want to know what your headline for Beach Grit is going to be. Give me both the pre colon and post colon of your headline. Oh. Derek writes my headlines. Derek's the Derek's <laughs> headline writer. No, I just I just take them out of your fine words, Derek. See, I, I was confused though when I when I read something about um, in the comments where Morris Cole had said, "Don't call it a crisis." Oh yeah, I, I called it a crisis. I, yeah, I, and I thought I didn't call it a crisis, and then I read the headline. You called it a crisis, but I think we can call it a crisis now, can't we? <laughs> I I think the fact that you know pretty much. There was that attack in Byron Bay in 93 and then nothing for uh, 15, 20 years. Yeah. <clears throat> and then just suddenly pretty much every every few months. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crisis. And I grew up in WA and, you know, when I was a kid, you know, no, one, no one was attacked, obviously, but no one even yeah. saw grey whites. You know, that is no. a creature that hung yeah, out in you, the ocean. <laughs> Derek, did you ever once think as a child paddling out, oh, a hit is possible? Oh fuck! I, I was I was so paranoid about it. I actually wrote a letter to, uh, letter to Dr. Dave in Tracks, and I said I was so paranoid of sharks because I'd watched Jaws as a very young impressionable little boy, and I was so terrified, so terrified of sharks. But the bizarre thing was, there was nothing to be scared of in Western Australia in the eighties. <laughs> you know, fucking nothing. There's no sharks. Sharks would be on the, on you know, beyond the shoreline at least. You know, mm. beyond more than a hundred meters from shore. But now, and it's funny, you go to Perth and, and you walk down the beach and people used to swim, you know, do laps of the beaches, whatever. And now you can, you can see them and their hands are pretty much touching the sand as they swim. Everyone's about, you know, 10 foot off the beach. It's hilarious to see. So, Steve. You wrote a great piece about, um, you know, the ethics of killing a white. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so let's talk about that, you know, about roughing up juveniles and um, letting them know who's boss. Yeah, yeah. Well, that actually wasn't my thinking. That was the thinking, and, and I'm not going to name him because, you know, he has built a reputation as a, as a you know a touchy feely Byron Bay environmentalist. So, I, you know, I'll I'll take the rap for his thinking. But he was, was saying Baker? to me, "Sorry, What's Derek, who was it? Was it Tim Baker? No, you'll never guess. Sean Doherty. No, Kelly Slater. <laughs> yeah." If only it was Kelly. Oh God, if only it was. <laughs> oh, Dave Rastovich. That's who it is. Oh, geez, pretty close. <laughs> Warmer, very warm. <laughs> no, but his thinking was okay. We shouldn't worry about nets, but you know, he wanted to go back to the old school, which was, you know, if a shark was hanging around, you'd go out and you'd, you know, you'd stick a hook in it and, and drag it out to sea. So this is a variation on that sort of thinking where you just. You know, you're basically roughing them up and, and removing them from the area. So, you know, when they have this association with humans, they're thinking, oh, you know, fuck that. I don't want to go back there. I've got to hook in my mouth and drag around for two hours. So I was just speaking to a guy who um, divides his time between Bondi and Crescent Head, and he'd been yeah. surfing, uh, had head the other day, so there's fucking tons of sharks around. Yeah. Everyone's just saying there's, there's a lot of whites, a lot of sharks, a lot of movement. Yeah. But his idea was you feel... Um, uh, dummies in a you know surfer looking dummies with meat, 
but then you yeah. electrify the fuck out of them. Yeah. And then you put them in the water. So when a great white goes, you go, so fuck, you know, surf up, blah, 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 bites it, yeah. gets electrocuted, almost dies, but doesn't yeah. die. And then yeah. fucks off and goes, I'm not touching one of those motherfuckers ever again. Yeah. That's a good yeah. idea, don't you think, Steve? I do. Yeah. I do. Sort of like an electric fence. Yeah. Like yeah, electroshock, sort of electroshock treatment. Electroshock therapy. Yeah. Yeah. ECT but therapy. Really- I mean, let's. Can we talk real talk here? Yeah. Are not <laughs> much sharks than mos- electroshock therapy? Can you get? Are not sharks mosquitoes? In terms of like, we don't know what the fuck they're for. They don't do anything. Let's be honest. It's not like they're cleaning the ocean of bad stuff or whatever, right? Like they eat what they eat, and that's fine. Yeah. But they're taking more or less healthy things out of the ocean. So if we rid the entire ocean of okay. Whatever, leave the what are the wimpy sharks? I mean the are black tips wimpy? Great great wimpy, nurses right? are lovely, lovely great nurses. Yeah, yeah. I mean Robbie I think gongs. hammerheads look fun. Let's leave hammerheads. Hammerheads have a funny head, right? Wobby gongs. Yep. Yeah. Let's leave all the funny ones. Let's I just want to hear Chess say Wobby Gong, but he's not gonna say Wobby Gong. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's leave the Wobby Gongs. Let's knock out the bulls and the whites. Let's just Purposefully, in the first time in human history, purposefully knock out an entire species, right? We've never done that purposefully. We've accidentally knocked out all kinds of stuff. But let's just purpose to knock out whites and bulls. How is the world worse off if there's no white and no bull? Discuss. Derek? Um, Well, I'm a vegetarian in theory, so I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) <laughs> I find the I find the killing of any animal or life form, even vegetables and plant plant matter, deeply deeply upsetting. So any any sort of killing, um, I find deeply deeply upsetting. And but, I would I would probably give up surfing before um, before advocating the killing of sharks. But that said, in theory, yeah, I got no problem with it. Steve, <laughs> just so, white, uh, just whites uh, and bulls, just two two nasty breeds. Yeah, it's like imagine pit bulls, right? Mm-hmm. I know there's people who love pit bulls and make an apology for pit bulls. Yeah. Pit bulls are, are a nasty breed of dog. Yeah. Every one of them should be put down mm-hmm. and we should rid the world of pit bulls. Can't I, can't, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be the comment that cancels me forever <laughs> is advocating for the destruction of pit bulls, which will be perfect and beautiful. And can, I'll take can it. You, can you mention the lines of, um, People with their pit bulls or the old ones and all the puppies going to the uh, euthanasia stations that have all been set up for the eradication of the species. Oh, my it's goodness. Spectacular it, footage. It's the, like early on, early on in my podcasting days. Now I'm the Ryan Seacrest of podcasts where I do 15 a day. And to the, to the delight of everyone. Uh, but the most trouble I ever got in was advocating for kicking dogs. <laughs> That's truly... The most trouble I've ever been in. Is I said, you. Oh, you see a good dog, a good thick dog, just kick it right in the ribs. It feels so good. Steve, have you kicked a dog? Never. Never? Never. Kicking a dog feels I'm gonna get canceled times two day. now. I haven't kicked a dog. Do you have dachshunds? What what is your dog breed around the sheer household? Oh god. <laughs> it's a tiny little thing about that big that my wife bought home from a rescue. Center. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't feel good. But kicking no. a two hundred pound pound dog in the ribs, yeah, like not a hundred percent shot, but a good fifty percent shot to that dog's ribs to get the thud. Is, 
so satisfying. It's a thud for you. Yeah. The dog likes it. Everyone's yeah. happy, right? <laughs> That's what um, virtually got me canceled even before cancel culture was a thing. Hey, Chaz, where was it that you are? Uh, where'd you actually get a kick of a dog? I'll get you off the hook a bit. What was the circumstances where you got to kick a oh, me? hand dog? Yeah. My own damn dog. It was my the love of my life, Chester, a 230-pound St. Bernard who was just begging for kicks in the rib all the time. You liked it? Yeah. Loved it. Did you, ever, did you ever give him a hundred percent? No, because I, like I was never really mad at him, but it's like he would get up and be getting into nonsense, right? And he's two hundred, literally two hundred and thirty pounds. What is that in kilograms? That's about a hundred kilograms. So a big, a big thing, right? Yeah, two thirty. It's a big fucking you. Ten kilos. A big Saint Bernard, and he would be getting up to no good, digging his nose somewhere. And so a 75% kick in his ribs. I feel both of us were so satisfied in that moment. Mm. Uh, but then also I've traveled a lot in the Middle East, right? Yeah. A damn stray Middle Eastern dog comes around. Yeah. You don't gratify that. You kick it in the ribs. Off it goes. Not breaking ribs, just kicking ribs. You don't, you don't like to befriend um, stray animals in third world countries? Anybody who befriends stray animals in third world countries is a f- straight idiot. <laughs> I remember once befriending a, a beautiful little cat at Jakarta Airport, and there's a thing you can do with cats called the uh, the pleasure lock. Yeah, into the chin, and then you scratch up and down their spine like so. So it's like it's like playing uh, like playing the guitar or something or the piano accordion, and you can get such a rhythm, and they just and they just stiffen, uh, their spine stiffens. And Where was this though? Jakarta Airport. So I'm oh. and and they and they get the big they become so pleasured by the experience that they just collapse. Collapse on the ground, legs give way from the pleasure. So I'm giving them, I've got this cat in the pleasure lock. Does it only work on cats or? Um, I've only even tried it on a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Never on a man, Stephen. So Where do you get the, this cat the pleasure lock and it's loving it? And she was waiting for his legs to collapse and it's getting close to collapse. And his legs started to give away and it fucking bit me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I mean, every, I'm befriending animals. Every, particularly, I mean, first world, world animals. Deserve to be kicked too, or doesn't don't deserve it, but they like it. Mm. Third world world animals, yeah, a kick is necessitated. Yeah, okay. And a- anybody who befriends a Indonesian cat and mm. Indonesian cat deserves the rabies they will bring home. Yeah, I certainly deserved sure. it, and I thought I might have, <laughs> might have caught something. <laughs> Can we go back to the to the shark side? Because I feel like there's a big difference between kicking an animal and completely eliminating the entire species. But I'm just talking about whites and bulls. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Yeah. What What's wrong with white taking out whites and bulls? Dan? All right. Well, I'm just going to answer that and just say, can we come up with a compromise? So my nope. compromise. Are they electrified meat dummies? I want like a Maginot line somewhere, you know, south of Sydney where the whites just can't come any further north. For sure. And you come further north. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Why do we treat these animals Get eliminated. like they're like they're less intelligent than us, right? Where if we can make the Maginot line, mm-hmm. they're certainly smarter than people are now, right? Yeah, it would certainly would be a Maginot line. Yeah. And so you just you come north, you get off. They'll yeah. learn real quick. We yeah. just stay south of this line and or when we're ready to go, we amass our forces and go eat every person in the entire world, just like they are in Tasmania, where 
they're jumping. People aren't in the water. They're jumping onto boats and taking people out. So, yes. Yeah, so where does that put that argument of saying that we're in their domain when we're not in their domain? Mm. Still getting yes. attacked. Fuck. Yes, that does change the, change the debate, doesn't it? It changes the <laughs> dynamic. Well, they're getting ripped out of boats. Actually, that happened to my friend of mine. He didn't get ripped out of the boat. He was he was catching a fish near out of Byron Bay and, a, and a, like a white shark, 15-foot white shark, circled him in the tinny and he didn't really think anything of it. And then it rammed him in the tinny and knocked him out of the boat. And like how, I mean... So I'm trying to think about this. Like, how in the world does it knock a tinny? I get, but how is he not like braced and ready? It didn't. It didn't flip the tinny, right? No, but it hit it so hard and with so much force, just bang! It sent him flying. Did he? And then, but the shark didn't finish the job. No, he climbed back in the boat. He caught the fish. He went over to the dive boats at Julian Rocks. There, told them there was a massive white shark. They got all the divers out and then he went back to the to the beach and then he collapsed on the beach in shock. Without one nibble. Without on one nibble. Leg. Yeah, but he caught the fish. And also collapsed. And also collapsed, yeah. <laughs> How was his boat? He must have got a bit of a dent in his tinny. There's a dent in the tinny, yeah. When was this? This was 2015 or 16. It was part oh, of the whole right. spate. This was right. one of the ones that never got into the media. <clears throat> What about the guy that goes pre beach grit? It's funny yeah. because um, there was a guy who was wading in the shallows at the pass yeah. and got fucking bitten in half by Great White, and that seems to have just been lost to the pages of history. Yeah, yeah. No, I always bring that one up. That was the first one that. Yeah, it is lost though. When it always starts in 2015 with Tadashi, but that one was September 2014. Mm. Yeah, the guy was That's just insane. In. The most um, welcoming piece of beach probably in Australia. Yeah, hundreds of surfers and guys just wading in the shallows. Yeah, and um, hello, son. Yeah, my legs. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Hey guys, do you know what the uh, most deadly year for shark attacks was in Australia? Two thousand nineteen. No, two thousand twenty-one. Nineteen thirty-seven. No, no. two thousand and fifteen. Oh, there were thirty-three total provoked and unprovoked shark attacks. And now I like the fact that there's 11 provoked shark attacks. Well, that's the spear fishermen and divers and, and so Is on. that what that is? Yeah. So in 2020 so far, there's been 18. So I guess we're on track for the deadliest this year. Yeah. Do you but know what the deadliest surfboard brand is? Rusty. It's JS. Look, is it? how many JSs get hit? It's incredible. JSs get, uh, get, get whacked. Yeah. The, it's true. The new picture with the like JS logo still seen on the bottom yeah. end of the yeah. chewed and a half surfboard yeah. is really marketing. I mean, and the thing about the JS is when they get hit, they get st- obliterated. The great whites just hate those JSs. Poor JS. Yeah. What is all Stevenson going to do? I don't Eric? know. What did, he must have done something to a great white in a previous lifetime because they just hate it. They hate but him. the problem. So the thing is, do you market it or do you shy away from it? If I was jazz, I would be throwing billboards all over the Gold Coast yeah. of the, the shark's choice, yeah. JS. <laughs> Maybe you have a shark I guarantee that if, if a shark yeah. like JS, you get another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happened. One of my mates got whacked down at Iluka. His board got destroyed and they gave him a new one. Oh, really? When, when oh. was that attack? Fucking that hell. was 2016, I believe, September 2016. At a, light, at a Luca? Yeah, Abe McGrath. 
hit him so hard and sent him flying through the air, ragdolling in the air, destroyed the board, and he got back to the beach. Didn't didn't have a scratch on him. So let's or be, a tiny little scratch. Let's be real serious here, Steve Shear, long dumb. When yep. you paddle out, yep. are you ever thinking this is a possibility or is it so far? I mean, obviously, I live in Cardiff by the Sea and mm-hmm. also surf Cardiff by the Sea. Yep. And I've never once thought it. But I did live in Oregon. Yeah. In the Red Triangle itself mm-hmm. and think, never once, I'm going to get hit by a shark. Yeah. Uh, do you ever think you're going to get hit by a shark? Yeah. Every time you paddle out, you're oh. like, <laughs> you take a knee on the beach, you do your cross, and you say, this is it. I'm, I can't wait for my beach grid headline. Yeah. Long Tom Shear, colon, quote, <laughs> this was damn well coming for me. <laughs> Yeah, so what was the question? Yeah, do you think about it. I mean, what percentage of your thought? I mean, every time you paddle out, is it in your mind? I think it's in the back of everyone's mind here. It's not it's not front and central, but you just, yeah, you think, well, you know, what am I going to do if I see one? What am I going to do if it hits me? What am I going to, you know, you just run through the scenarios and then you just. I see one scream. If it hits me, scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It must be cry. <laughs> Beg everyone to come and help me. I don't think you'd make a sound though. I really don't. Really? No. I think it'd Can be you... sort of like a silent scream, like a nightmare sort of thing. You'd open your mouth and nothing would come out. Do you ever uh, fantasize about really socking a shark in the nose? Sitting on your board, seeing it coming in, really giving it Steve? the old long time one, two. At least Steve's frozen, but I haven't frozen. I think about gouging its eyes, but then I wonder if I'd have the, the boxy to, um, to, to gouge its eyes because it'd be a gushy and yeah. whether it'd be squeamish, whether in the heat of the moment, it'd become a fierce animal. I mean, it, it's particularly yucky for a theoretical vegetarian. Yes, but I think, I think it might be justified to cause a little bit of anguish to the animal if it's trying to hurt me. I mean, it's for certainly justified, but imagine when was the last time you even busted up a pack of of uh, ground beef on a skillet? Not big, yucky cows are the most beautiful animals. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying, though. But so many people have busted up ground beef on their skillet and are used to the squishiness of beauty. Uh, when you really went in for a black living eyeball or a great white shark, ooh, I know. But when you went in for the eyeball, wouldn't you think, oh? I just can't do it. Yeah, I'd probably go for it. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> it does seem strange, though, doesn't it, though, when a great white shark's got you in its jaws that they can have these sort of like slow motion battles that people have the presence of mind to sort of punch turn around and start punching the shark. I couldn't even punch Ashton Goggins. <laughs> Ashton Goggins himself, fat and slow, came in, and I couldn't yeah. gather the wherewithal to punch him back. Imagine you're that. In the, you're, in the, you're in the red zone. You're on the ground oh. there, Charlie. You're <laughs> <laughs> on the ground with big legs, fucking trying, triangle the motherfucker. But you're in, you're in the red zone there. Because I watched it the other day, actually, because I, I don't know if you remember the clip, but whoever filmed it, I put um, I put a really good the- sitcom theme song to it. Uh, oh, yeah, the Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Silver, here we are, Silver Spoons. Um, yeah, but I remember you were holding his face when he slapped you, and so you, you're just in a uh, you had your guard down. There's no way you're going to um, uh, win that particular battle. 
But when you came back, you should have come in low, around the I legs. Mean, I mean, no, 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 not low, Derek. You know what you do. If you're really serious. Get down no, no. No, 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 no. It's a he- hands down, Double everything down. down. It's a headbutt straight to the nose is yeah, the thing that works every time. If I was serious, but I mean, I was giggling that entire time. Even during the slap, I was giggling. Uh, and that's the problem. It was funny. I guess it was serious. That's the that's the thing. I, I go straight Head, into... Headbutts. The thing is with headbutts, they have very serious business. I, was doing I mean, there's, you destroy somebody's face. Yeah. So I was, I was doing boxing with this guy when I was working at this magazine. And the guy, <clears throat> it was a Men's Interest magazine. And the guy who did the explicit version of the Men's Interest magazine, he was the former sergeant in the banditos or some sort of biker gang. We're doing boxing and stuff. I said, okay, in a street fight, should I be doing this? This what sort of combo you guys yeah, make? Headbutt. You just grab them by the ears and you just headbutt them until they go limp in your hands. But to do that, it's like gouging the eyes of a great wire. It's yeah. it's a very squeamish business. You got to totally, be close. But, I mean, I think that's the point, I guess, that you get pushed to with a great white. But that's what I'm saying is even if a great white was nibbling on my foot, yeah. I don't know that I would have... I mean, I feel like I would react the same way I did with Ash and Goggins as I would giggle and I would imagine the beach grit headlines that I could generate. Imagine if I got my foot bit off by a shark, Yeah, we'd be golden for a year. And by year, I mean t- three clicks. I mean, three, three days of clicks. How many stories could you get out of your foot getting bitten off? I mean, so... I figure I'd get a whole bunch. I mean, it'd be years and years and years. I'd be so happy, to be honest. If I got my foot bitten off by a great white, uh, I would. The stories about my prosthetic, yeah. about what, uh, yeah, what Gucci slash Prada slash whatever shoe I was fitting my prosthetic with. I mean, it'd go on and on and on. I'd be on Ellen DeGeneres before she gets canceled. It'd just be go time. It'd be, I, I, think, I think it'd be a book. Right, I yeah. don't know if I could get a book out of it. I don't know if I could get a book out of uh, getting my... I mean, it'd just be beach grip fodder for days and days. I, but book, I am hoping, Steve. Of, I feel a bit like... It does seem a bit unfair, though, so I actually have to get killed, but you can only get to lose a foot. Well, I mean, if you lost a foot, yeah. I would really do my best to help you monetize, monetize it to the hilt. I mean, we'd be golden. We'd get you. We would get you a sponsored, the best prosthetic ever. Sponsored right? foot. Yeah. Best plastic yeah. money you can buy, Steve. <laughs> best money plastic could buy, Steve. What is the best prosthetic money can buy? Is there a- I mean, it, that's the thing. So that's the other thing. I would imagine it's around here next to mm. Camp Pendleton with the Marine base. Yeah. You would come here. Yeah. I'd put you up, Steve. Yeah. I would give you a show you a brilliant time while we're getting your prosthetic foot fitted for by the marine specialists that fit the feet of marines who have lost their feet yeah. in bomb attacks. <clears throat> okay. Ted talk. I mean, you at that point you're famous. At that point if you're not famous, that's your fault. Okay. I would I would uh create the space for you to be so famous that if you don't take advantage it's on you i feel like you'd have to lose more than a foot though wouldn't you that seems no. a bit token i mean m- maybe below the knee yeah i feel like you'd actually have to at least lose the lower limb not 
I don't know. I think of I think of foot and imagine though how pretty an aesthetic foot looks. I mean, are your are your feet pretty, Steve? Yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great, Steve, if you you were the first shark attack victim who survived to come back and say, I hate these motherfuckers. I want to kill these motherfuckers. Because normally, you know, it's the whole redemption and yeah. and blah, blah blah, you know, and you learn to love them and you go cage diving, and that's the um that's beautiful the, creatures. Yeah. Identity. You give the first person give a TED talk, call, you know, using using Charlie's idea for the complete extermination of the species. Fuck them. <laughs> we don't we don't need them. Let's take out. I mean, we can't take out mosquitoes, yeah. but in lieu of mosquitoes, let's take out whites and bulls. Okay. It's funny because it. um, so many, you know, so often someone will be killed by great white surfing, or whatever, and someone, will, you know. And someone will say, you know, they died doing the thing they love. They would have liked to have gone that way. You can just imagine these people in heaven or wherever. Just go, no, I didn't. I fucking yeah. hate them now. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking painful. It was fucking horrible. Kill them. <laughs> we need to get a Ouija board. That's real good. Dead. Hey, Steve, have you, have you heard of a thing called tonic mobility? Immobility? Tonic immobility? Yeah. No, I haven't. What is it? So that's the thing where you can, uh, where animals go into this kind of um, immobilized state where it looks like where they, like they're paralyzed, they can't move, whatever, yeah. and, um, and you can do all sorts of shit to them. Yeah. But some sharks can be induced into tonic immobility when you invert them and restrain them by hand. Right. And so this is like this, this feral cat in the Jakarta airport that you stroke. That's, a, that's a pleasure lock, mate. <laughs> yeah, one's, one's a pleasurable thing. The other thing's a mechanism, I think, when, when animals are in danger, but the other one's just fucking total pleasure. Just, just the, the little pussy cast has given itself, given itself. It's the same, same result yeah. though. Sort of thing. But anyway, but um, tiger sharks, even a four meter tiger shark, you can yeah. um, immobilize them by putting your hands lightly on the sides of its snout. Yeah. Okay. And but apparently, and apparently uh, orcas do it to great whites. They ram them from the side to, um, to stun them and then they flip them to induce yeah. tonic immobility so they can get at their livers. Ooh. Guess, okay. guess who else does this exactly, though, Steve? I bet you who? can't guess. A species or an individual? Or? Derek Riley does this exact same thing to Kelly Slater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell us how, Derek. Tonic immobility. He flips <laughs> Kelly upside down. Okay. And then he eats his liver. Kelly's biggest fan on earth, and I've been his biggest fan for the last whew, 30 years. For sure, while you're flipping him, flipping him upside down and nibbling on his liver. Oh, but it's um, you know, his his responses to trolls are pretty fierce, and it's um, it's always worth a click or two, isn't it? But let's, I mean, let's honestly discuss. I've talked about it once today, but I, I took so much enjoyment, Steve. Yeah. The I feel it's the high water mark of beach grit. Uh, the day. Derek's piece on the on Kelly's interaction with that last troll. Yeah, it was. It was a high water mark. I mean, isn't it pure art? Yeah. My favorite bit was the way Derek went behind the scenes to the direct messages and Precisely. interrogated the guy on the on the history. Dress, dressing dressing the troll down on yeah. his inaccurate history yeah. while then letting Kelly while eating Kelly's liver. Yeah, I mean <laughs> honestly, and I mean Derek, the 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 my girlfriend is Chinese. Yeah, that was a brilliant defense. 
It is. I don't know. know. Is she? She's she's American. American Hawaiian, isn't isn't she? I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some Chinese in there somewhere, but uh, clearly, but yeah, she's she is she doesn't identify as Chinese, nor is she. But yeah. that whole thing, I honestly truly think. But, but Kelly produced that defense to a non-existent accusation. Completely. To well, a just, to somebody who didn't need any defense at all. Like yeah. somebody I mean, who only ever made one post on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> fucking it's fucking wild. That that someone uh, as as great as Kelly Slater would um, bother responding to um, someone who's obviously a fucking clown, but but and I'm so I'm so very sorry for taking our serious shark conversation to here, but uh, you them all now. So it doesn't matter. I mean, we can go back to their like, sw- but but honestly and seriously, Steve, yeah, Kelly, have you ever seen a marquee number one ideal athlete like top of the game right i mean do what kelly does no 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 i mean what in the world is he doing even conversing with that guy why in the world does he even say and now you're blocked why does he defense himself by saying my girlfriend i mean every bit of it is to me such absolute art i mean that whole thing and again maybe i'm just alone but that this was like such pure beauty of surfing mm. i don't know that it gets better i mean we may have to turn the lights off on beach grid tomorrow <laughs> because i don't know how it gets better than that <laughs> and what what bothered me so much is the historical inaccuracy of the uh, precisely of the said, you know say my family was displaced because of the u.s mm. fucking bombing their homeland yeah and then he was displaced by the Islamic Revolution. Yeah. How, Derek, though, that earlier, on my earlier, one of my earlier 10 podcasts today, uh, people wanted to know, how in the world did you get those DMs? Did he directly he, reach he, out to he, you? Yeah, so he sends me this thing. He sends me screenshots of all the interaction with Kelly. And I'm sort of thinking, well, I'm, kind of, I'm with Kelly on this one, you know? Mm. And, and there's a message. I didn't, I didn't run this because it was pretty crook, but he goes... Um, uh, let's fucking ruin this racist, misogynistic cloud. And I said, what part of it is racist or misogynistic? And uh, there, was, there was no reply to that. Because mm. he, he got it wrong historically, he got it you know, wrong culturally, he got it wrong every, everything, you know. And, you know, he said, uh, he posted on this story saying the US Navy should blow up some Chinese vessels and I replied that violence is definitely not the answer and he fucking tweaked out. And then he sent all the shit through. But um, I, I thought the guy was a dick. But I think, what the fuck is Kelly doing? I mean, what? The, I mean, literally, a guy can be a dick. That's fine, right? Yeah. yeah. He's he's a guy. Kelly's Kelly. What the fuck is Kelly doing? And you never I put mean, anything in print. You never, you know, if you got a problem, never. You do it on telephone call or face to face. You don't but, put it. I mean, not. To, to, and again, to somebody who does not matter at all. I mean, and so then clearly, obviously, Kelly is so invested in all of this that Kelly. Mm-hmm is going to read all of this aftermath and yeah. be very furious about the way that beach grit has presented all this, but then he's going to go on. I mean, Kelly is our new shark. Like I can kill all the bulls and whites because I know that Kelly is still Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You know? the clip that fucking thing's getting right now. 
I mean, not only that, but it, I mean, yeah, we get more clicks off Kelly being insane, but we are, we are ostensibly defining Kelly's legacy based on Kelly being a fucking retard. Uh, and that's pretty epic. I mean, how many times in sporting history, Steve, yeah. has this ever happened in cricket, in Aussie rules, in rugby, in Major League Baseball, in like, Tiger Woods imploded, but didn't implode like DMing people, right? I mean, mm. athletes implode. Yeah. Kelly feels like he's imploding in a way that we are gifted to behold. Yeah, because it's like a thousand suns exploding everywhere. It just never stops. You know, like it was there was one massive train wreck for Tiger, but Kelly's just just never stops giving. Yeah. I mean no precedent. How- no precedent. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And the fact that we have this in surfing, how lucky are we? If this was happening in golf, in cricket, in any other tennis, anywhere, I would be thinking those fucking people who are covering this are the luckiest people ever. We are the luckiest people ever. Oh, totally. We we have a marquee athlete imploding publicly of his own volition. Yeah. Oh, Kelly's the only reason I stick around as a surf journalist. I, I said that numerous times. And if Kelly went away, how depressed would you be? I'd Even quit. with your beautiful new Gucci prosthetic foot. <laughs> yeah, I'd quit the next day. I'd go start a tonic immobility school in Byron Bay. I mean, imagine the damage Kelly could do. If Kelly, a day. if Kelly really cared, yeah, which he, I think he does, but if he really was strategic... He would quit, and we would all quit. Yeah. We'd be done. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd find it really hard to find stories, find any sort of narrative in pro surfing without Kelly. Kelly's the Kelly's the sun. Everything just orbits around Kelly. Kelly is the sun. And I'm definitely not saying that facetiously either. I can't imagine no. pro surfing without Kelly. I mean, completely. But the fact that we get to watch—I mean, of all the sports in history, right? Yeah. Of History from, I'm going to go back to stinking Greek Olympics where we got naked wrestling Mm -hmm. on up. We have a star, literally a star, imploding. Mm -hmm. And it's surfing. Who gets Mm -hmm. this gift of the the one, the one. I mean, imagine Tom Brady doing this. I can't imagine. I keep trying to think about it. Imagining a star in their sport. Yeah. I can imagine Kyrie Irving or LeBron losing their shit with fans. They, they lose it, but not in the way Kelly is. Not in being... And, and they somehow keep a, a reins on it where yeah. Kelly is losing his shit. I mean, yeah. the stinking... I mean, honestly, let's just be... I've fucking talked about this now 15 times a day. But Kelly's... My girlfriend is Chinese, therefore I'm not racist. Fuck you, defense. <laughs> Some of my best friends are homosexuals and blacks. I mean, it's even worse than that. It's like the fact that she, A, wasn't Chinese. It'd be like saying some of my best best friends are homosexual and blacks if none of your best friends were <laughs> either homosexual or black. <laughs> yeah, so her dad is Jim from San Clemente and her mom yeah. is native Hawaiian. I, mean, I just looked that up before. For, I mean, that's the craziest thing. Is Why that, didn't he even feel the need to pull that out, though? To to nobody. It's not like it was it was yeah. stinking Joe Rogan no. hitting him up saying. But even hey. the nobody wasn't even making that accusation. 
Right. Precisely. And then and then Kelly feeling somehow, I mean, and that's a damn thing. If Kelly was a boozer, if Kelly, if Perps was some kind of like <laughs> vodka going. drink, then I'd say, okay, great. This this makes sense. Kelly's, I mean, I'm fucking off my head right now, right? Let's just be honest. I was yeah. like read the riot act by the wife before coming out here. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go out and talk while you're that. That many sheets to the wind. As a fuck, I gotta fucking talk surf. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kelly's such a not sailor, sailing metaphor, so. I mean, yeah, but Kelly's not sticking booze. Spinnaker up, man. Yeah, I mean, I can never put the spinnaker up. Damn, Derek, have you ever tried to put a spinny up in the howling winds? No, but you had almost had a disaster with your children on board. Oh my goodness! People pulled overboard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Multiple disasters with the spinny. Spinny under full wind. At least on the boat, on the epic sailing vessel I was on, with no knowledge and probably also three. I love, I love that. So, so, Steve, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but Chaz and his friend Josh were sailing down to Cabo. We sailed on the Cabo. We were sailing in Cabo, yeah. Down on the Cabo from San Diego. Um, the boat's got a fucking McPherson or McMaster or something, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's a it's an epic boat. It, it's the boat that's uh, has the record for San Francisco to Cabo in terms so it's of seventy footer speed. I think Josh can sell a bit. Jazz ninety five footer, and they and they took three or four three or four little children on the boat with them. Yeah, like full Gilligan's Island scenario, <laughs> and, they put, and they put the spinnaker up yeah. <laughs> out at sea, and um, they lost all the kids. <laughs> I mean, literally, basically, it was just. I mean, we almost. Ca- I mean, it's a spinny is a disaster. I mean. For me, I'll get it next time. But that time was a rough go. We were exhausted and it was howling wind and we didn't quite know how to hook it, where to, et cetera, et cetera. But a disaster. Got all the, the kids back though, right? Yeah, we all, we all lived. Right. Perfect. <laughs> hey, yeah. is, is Perp still going? Is Perp still a thing? I've never no, I seen look, it. I just looked up on the website. It says um, enter your email address to... Let us know when we're back online or something like that. So Perps okay, so is, is gone. Perps is I on. think it's yeah. um, on hold at the moment. Is what their official line is on hold. I.e. finished. But that's for okay. sh- it's for sure finished. Hey Steve, okay. when we first started Beach Grid, I sent Chaz two cases of Perps because the first one just disappeared yeah. to review, but never never reviewed it. Okay. Hundred dollars worth of fucking Perps. <laughs> you bought it. Remember right at the start. I, I mean, case, I, and then I, I remember getting the cases, but I didn't know that you purchased it. I thought mm-hmm. that they just sent it. No, I kept, kept buying it. Was it a hundred bucks a case or something? Oh my goodness. It was when you get scientifically examine it? Yeah, we were we were gonna scientifically examine it, but then it uh just just disappeared that one. Yeah, yeah can I ask you a question? My, but it was honestly terrible. I mixed it with cock, a couple cocktails and it was I'll mix anything with a cocktail. I'll mix anything with vodka. It was unmixable. Like the thing, I mean, just right now, for example, today, for the yeah. first time since perps. I poured some kind of sugar-free lemonade into my vodka and it was so hideous that I dumped the entire thing out. And that is the only time that has happened since Kelly Slater's purpose. <laughs> yeah, can I uh, ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is about tonic immobility, right? Yeah. So, you, so this is an actual thing. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. What do you think about a a school, a private school based in either Lennox Head or Byron Bay, a tonic immobility school where we go out 
and we take European backpackers and try and immobilise great white sharks around here. I think, I think it's beautiful. It's a money spinner. It's, With uh, perps as the official beverage. <laughs> everyone, get, everyone gets high on perps. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it would work, Chas? I mean, I think it's beautiful. Well, then I there mean, would be no need to wipe out the species, right? And both, I mean, this is a win-win right here because no need yeah. to wipe out the species nor a reason to wipe out perps. Yes. <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's a glitch in your plan. You can't have them permanently tonic immobilized. They suffocate if they're <laughs> permanently tonic immobilized. That's what, the, that's what the orcas do. Right. So the sharks starve to that. So um, it, it might serve both causes. Um, so, might, so how long have you got? 15 minutes. 15 minutes, that's plenty of time, isn't it? Yeah, you can fuck the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve takes his backpacks out to rape some, rape some great whites. I mean, rape, raping, I mean, Steve, mm-hmm. if you don't feel like getting your foot eaten off and replaced with a Gucci prosthetic, yeah. if you go rape some great, great whites as they're plied with perps, yeah, I feel that we could get equal kick out of that story. <laughs> to be honest, Weinstein's boat tour as well. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say I ever saw that in my future. Actually, but <laughs> I mean the best stuff you is the stuff you don't see. <laughs> hey, but we, we spoke about Kelly's response to uh, to the trial. Yeah. Compare that to Shane Dorian, who was labelled racist for his post of um, a non-threatening bike gang. Him and Kelly and Kelly again, and his little kid uh, Jackson Dorian. And uh, then, it, and so, so someone DM'd him and actually posted on his um, Instagram and said that he was racist because he was implying that because they were white, they couldn't be threatening, and that if it was people of color, then they would be threatening. So Shane's response was, "Ha ha, there's no way he's serious with this shit," and that was it. Mm. That's pretty cool. But yeah. so that's, but I mean, I feel that's what makes Kelly such the imploding star. Yeah. Uh, even did you see all the? I mean, do you guys know about Trader Joe's here, or your? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Refused to apologize for um, precisely, precisely. <laughs> so pulled the Shane Dorian, right? So Trader Joe's is a, for those who don't know, is a grocery store chain with lots of, I don't know, like clear cultural appropriation of calling everything trade or whatever. So I think, uh, I mean, I haven't, I don't try with Trader Joe's, but Trader Kim's, I think, is their like Asian line, whatever, right? Like it's... Oh, yeah, okay. Whatever, all that. But Mm -hmm. they got busted for the cultural appropriation of... And it's way worse than that, right? It's like, I mean, it's literally probably... I mean, I can't even think of what they would do, but um, yeah, all Trader whatever's any kind of sort of ethnic stereotype you can think is mm-hmm. their branding for whatever product. Uh, and people got theoretically mad and they said, are you kidding? And then I feel it goes away, right? A la Shane Dorian. Like Shane Dorian saying, you are you are joking about this. And yeah. then it goes away, right? Shane Dorian doesn't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, people got the world, you know, now attention spans are so short. If you can, uh, if you can lay off your guns for a, for a day, everything's cool. Yeah. yeah, but somehow Kelly, I feel, picks the battles yeah. that are so asinine. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, Derek. We'd go after Shane just as hard as Kelly if it was funny. I mean, there's no love here and or no lack of love for anybody, right? 
Yeah, it's 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 purely just everyone's just a character in a um, on a big chessboard, and people do funny things, and we run funny stories. We don't precisely. Don't so if it was Rob Machado doing saying funny things, or if it was, I mean, there's no love or dislove. There's only what the story is, and Kelly continually serving <clears throat> up the ridiculousness. Yeah, it's it, just an endless endless serve, an endless beautiful soft serve. But he doesn't. He doesn't want that. That's not how Kelly sees himself. That's not how he sees himself going out. I don't. You know, it's funny you guys talk about implosion. I don't. I don't see it as an implosion. I oh my goodness! It, I don't see it as the life work of a sensitive man. That you see it as the life work of a sensitive man. Yeah, and, and he will continue with his with his uh, with his body of work until he's a very old sensitive man. I, I don't know. I think I think Kelly has become a character in a way that he. I think Kelly has become a character in a way that he doesn't envision himself. He's certainly become fiercer. His, his responses seem a lot more hard-edged than they used to be, Steve. Why do you think he's more sensitive these days, though? I mean, you'd think as you sort of enter this period in your life, you'd become a little more thick-skinned and maybe put a little more distance between yourself and any criticism, Right. Yeah, I mean, I've never had any glory days, but I can imagine um, people who have had a period, an epoch where they are just the kings of the, you know, must of the universe, kings of the world. Mm-hmm. And when you're clearly beyond that, maybe there's things sort of hitting you in the head, you know, chemically in the head. Yeah. But great days are behind you and, and, you know, a desire to um, stay relevant, whatever. But fortunately for, for me, I'm not sure about you guys, but I'm yet to have any glory days. So I, I, I never look back fondly or sadly. It's just, it just is what it is. And with someone yeah. like Kelly, but he's, you know, he was the, you know, the greatest surfer of all time, unbeatable, beautiful, you know, and, and now he's aging. Mm. I mean, why don't you just go away though? I, I mean, I'm so ha- I don't want him to, and I'm so happy he doesn't, but why doesn't he just pull the plug on all of it? Take his instant account. He doesn't need any of it anymore. Right. He has enough money to last the rest of his life. He could pull the plug entirely. Mm. which I feel people like Shane, Dorian, et cetera, do and only keep it kind of going for their kids. Kelly has a unrecognized kid uh, and that's it. Kelly doesn't need to do this. Kelly could pull the plug. It's like, I feel that Shane is doing it for Jackson. I feel that Josh is doing it for Sierra. I feel that any kind of aging pro is doing it for their kid. Mm. Kelly not only should not be doing it, I mean, I really hope he does. For Kelly, please do it for the next few years just for clicks for us. But other than that, you're a fucking retard for doing this. You are a retard. Kelly Slater is a retard. I think, I think he just takes it literally. I think, I think he, he, he should honestly take literally that he is a retard because he is. <laughs> hey, speaking about um, cat's tongues, Chaz. Um, Steve, we, we interviewed um, Bobby Martinez the other day yeah. um, for, for Dirty Water and um, Bobby um, gave uh, Chaz a little lesson in how to criticise Hasty without using the damn cat tongue. Uh, but I totally disagreed still with Bobby. I tried to teach Bobby of how to, how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the exchange. I missed it. Yeah, Chaz, can you, uh, can you fill Stevie in on the, um, on the exchange? You. You, my my version might be different than yours, Derek. So you fill Stephen, oh, and then I'll weigh in. Do, do you want me to play it for you, Steve? Yes, please. Yeah, give me a sec. If you get it around here, should you put some theme music on. 
okay, but honest criticism is great, but not no smart-ass fucking criticism with some cheeky tongue. That shit ain't fucking cool. That's you know, all I have. But, all I have. Yeah, but you, I'm, not, that's I'm why, not smart. I just have a cheeky tongue. Well, you're lucky you ain't fired because people want to hear harsh criticism, right? That's good, you know? Yeah. But not in a certain way. It's no. fucked up. But I've been, so, I've been punched. I've been punched a lot of times in the face. So that's it. there we go. That's it. I mean, a, a good, a good handful of times. My oh, nose is so you crooked. Got, you can't you see. That's pretty easy. You got just getting punched. Easy. I know. Yeah. I, I should. I mean, I've got, I've gotten choked out a couple times too. Does that make yeah, it better? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> you wake up and you're fine. <laughs> I mean, but from anything, I wake up and I'm fine. Even if I got shot in the arm, I wake up and be fine. You got nine lives. You like a cat. Exactly. Lucky. It's fun. Uh, so it wasn't a cat's tongue at all. It was cheeky tongue. Cheeky tongue. I mean, but that was it though. Is sticking, stinking Bobby Martinez. Uh, I feel Bobby conflated. Bobby doesn't know what criticism cri- criticism is, right? And uh, he has an idea, but Bobby's criticizing everything while saying, don't criticize stuff. And my point to Bobby was, you fucking kidding me? Mm. Criticism is, that's what we do. You don't have to like it. And you can punch me in the face and you can choke me out and I will wake up the next morning. Unless you kill me, I will wake up and criticize. Yeah. Because And because it's funny. I mean, because it's enjoyable, because it's, Whatever. I ain't saying it's what I do is good. But, and I love Bobby Martinez, but Bobby fucking Martinez should go harder or should have went, but he shouldn't have. Bobby's doing exactly what he wants to do, right? I think Bobby as the rare non-Kelly. Bobby is living the life he wants to live. Uh, We drag him into a podcast and then he has to riff on stuff and he's unpracticed and doesn't have his thing dialed. Uh... I've got my thing dialed. I know exactly what I'm fucking doing. So that's that. Steve, totally. how, how do you deal with criticism when you're in your writing? How do you approach it? Run away from it. No, you don't run away from criticism. You're not afraid to criticize, but you do it very, you do it deftly. Oh, how do I deal with people criticizing me or how do I no, criticize? No, no, no. When, when you want to criticize something, how do you approach it as a writer? Oh, do you think I do it deftly? Oh, you're rather deftly. I, mean, I think I hit it with a blunt hammer. No, you're you're, you're just buried in Russian literature, but you, you don't. I Derek Riley has the velvet knife. Mm. Better, I mean, clearly, we're all amateurs compared to compared to Derek. Totally. But, but Steve, you have a pretty decent. Uh, I mean, you you cut pretty good. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, how do I do it? Is that the question? Yeah, that's the question, Steve. I don't know. I just try and imagine. I, I do try and take the other person's point of view, or, or sort of empathise, and then, you know, frame the criticism, maybe in a way that they might be able to swallow it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. you're going to make the medicine go down. Yeah. So you're you're actually thinking about the person you're criticising as you're criticising. Yeah, but not as my friend because I think if the, if you think of him as your friend, you you can never say it, right? For sure. Like I think you know that's that's always been my criticism of <clears throat> surf journalism, the Nick Carroll School of Surf Journalism. You get too friendly, you get too pally with them, and then immediately there's so much stuff that's just off limits, right? What a pussy is Nick Carroll? 
Let's just self-censoring before you even start. But Nick fucking Carroll is a baby of a man. He's honestly <laughs> two feet tall, so he's a literal baby. <laughs> oh, Nick, I love, I love Nick to pieces. Not going in there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Oh, no. Nick just shredded to- his hand. I saw the Instagram of Nick cutting his hand to pieces. How did Nick cut his hand? He's missed all this surf. It's an operation. He's got this thing called Viking Claw. What? Nick has a literal Viking Claw? He has a Viking Claw, yeah. Viking Claws, dude. Explain. It's a a genetic condition caused by, you know, certain, I guess, recessive genes from Northern Europe, Scandinavia, and your hand claws up. I've got it. I'm going to have to get the operation. And then, you know, you... Hey, how how in the world, Steve, did you not get your Viking Claw operation at the same time as Nick Carroll, and then you guys go have a Viking Claw fight out in the parking lot? <laughs> yeah, and I've got a few years left in me before I got to get the op. But w- what is Viking Claw, and what did the, what did the? I mean, I saw the scar and the stitches uh, yeah. on Nick's Insta, yeah, and was so confused. I mean, I just assumed that he was out foiling and cut his hand on his foil, but. So it really is, it really is the, the Dupitrin's contraction, whatever it's called. Yes. Holy shit. Yep. Derek, do you have Viking Claw? I don't have Viking Claw. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> you and I are the real pussies then. Nick, <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> hey, Steve, um, you know, you're our, our, our tour correspondent. Yep. And um, the, uh, Jamie Turney wrote a great story about the, the WSL's Great Delusion, their fantastical dream to have a tour starting in November. Yep. But it's extremely unlikely I'm going to have a pipe masters in December, uh, November, correct? Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I'm I'm actually uh, I'm choosing to believe I'm going to go with the delusion. I'm I'm going to jump on board the the fantasy train and just choose they're, to believe. They're they're full all in. Yeah. The fact that Major League Baseball, I, I mean, watching Major League Baseball and NBA go and struggle were. I mean, I don't need to even know. It was like 15 of one baseball team had COVID or tested positive yeah. and the games went on. This yeah. is happening. Anybody yeah. who's, who, who was it that wrote the piece? Oh, Jamie Tierney said yeah. this is a, uh, and, it is totally not a fantasy. It is happening. She didn't, actually, she didn't actually say that. I pulled that from um, another quote from someone else, but it made a good headline. But it's, it's fully happening. I'm with uh, Steve yeah. not to butt in. But how, do, how do Australians and Brazilians that, Europeans get there if there's no international. Anybody airport. can get anywhere. Right. What's that? Steve. Anybody can get anywhere. But I mean, I, I do feel guilty because I've never actually been a true believer. And now I've now made a decision, right? I'm a, I'm, I'm a true believer. I'm going all yeah. in on this one. <laughs> what it's about happening. the Rumble? What about the Rumble at the Surf Ranch next week? One, yeah. week, one week to the Rumble. Yeah. I love the format. Well, like, what about the wave? The wave is terrible. And I've been trying to work this out. I've been watching a lot of skateboard videos and I've been going, well, you know, they're riding the same surface over and over and over, but how is it that skateboarding can look so exciting and creative, but when they're riding the ranch, it just looks so fucking dull and formulaic. Because they're crouching for 40 seconds in the tube. Imagine it's if the, the skateboard in a, in a park and they're just crouched, just riding yeah. around the cir- in a circle for 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Just crouching, just in a fucking death crouch of 40 seconds. It's the tube, isn't it? They've got to get rid of that. Get rid of the tube. There's, there's nothing to be gained. You can't call a wave pool barrel a barrel or a tube. Mm. Should not be I mean, the real damn problem is, is Waco. It's Waco. Without Waco, we may have found it semi-interesting. Yeah. Waco made this whole thing feel 
completely idiotic, right? Yep. I mean, if this rumble at the ranch was at the ranch of Waco, yeah, it would it would feel like if it was Kelly Slater v. Caroline Marks or whatever the format is. I mean, or I guess you're that's on the team. It was Kelly and Caroline Marks yeah. versus Kolohe and who would theoretically Kolohe's female uh Mikey Peterson. Yeah. So if it was Kolohe and Lakey v. Yeah. Kelly and Caroline out Waco. I'd be all in. I'd be watching that thing wave mm-hmm. to wave. Yeah. Uh, at Surf Ranch, when I know what the wave is going to do, I don't need to watch it because yeah. I can imagine what they're going to do. They'll do the same thing they did last time. Precisely. Which is the wave, like, somehow the mechanical variation of Waco yeah. works. Where, imagine the rumble, literally, the rumble at the ranch was happening at the ranch of Waco, Texas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, where WSL thinking, okay, wait, we bought a wave tech. It's shit to watch. People want to surf it. Uh, that's okay. We'll set it up as a, you surf this thing. But let's just go, if they literally hosted that at Waco, we'd all be in, right? They get the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Derek? Um. I think it, just the shortness of the wave itself might get a little bit boring. And it's funny because there's a clip that dropped with Jackson Darian and I think it was Aaron Brooks and Kelly. <clears throat> and I think it would be such a, uh, it, it would it would bring everyone so close together that um, Carolyn probably, you know, could beat Kolohe or, or um, you know, um, you know, that's what it, I'm saying. Aaron, Aaron Brooks and Jackie Dawes beat Kelly at, at Waco. I think it'd be, but that, but that's like that's what the I think the level of intrigue is of surfer working with wave operator. I mean, it's not Shane Magnuson anymore, right? Mm-hmm. But whoever the new Shane is of dialing up their wave and yeah. then creating a wave that they can perform on that beats the other person. That's something I want to watch. Like, it'd be good if there was, be good if there was a. Um, <clears throat> a randomness to it where the, the machine would just spit out something. You'd have, a, you know, a hundred different variations and you wouldn't know what you're going to get. And because of the way wave, wave pools work, there's no change in the bathymetry. So you just wouldn't know what's going to happen on the wave. So he might stall for a tube and then suddenly this big air section, whatever. So if it was this complete randomness to it, that could be pretty fun. For sure. I mean, I feel there's a, a hundred ways where I could look good at Palm Springs or Waco. There is zero way it looks good at Surf Ranch, which then you think this is what the WSL doubled down on, triple down on, quadruple down on. And it's the one thing everybody, like differentiating, differentiating between what people want to surf and what people want to watch, they failed on that thing. Where, yeah, sure, maybe everybody wants to surf Surf Ranch. No fucking person wants to watch that. No, that's true. Oh, they had one. They had one time that it would have worked, and that was probably April fourth when everything was locked down and people were starving for something. They had one not shot. Not even then. I'll say not even then. Surf Ranch is so, Surf Ranch is so boring. You you can you know what the I know what Philippe is going to do already on mm-hmm. that wave. I already know what every one of those surfers is going to do, and Philippe's going to do three airs, and it's going to be pretty sick. But that's it. I already know what he's going to do. Well, it's like skateboarding, right? If you, if you say surfing to skateboarding, surfing's literally like watching a 14-year-old go up and turn at the top of a ramp and come down. No, but in skateboarding, those guys are always pushing their progression uh, physically. Like, yes, the uh, ground itself is static, mm. 
but what they're doing is always dynamic. Yeah. Whereas in damn surf ranch, the wave is static and also what the surfers are doing is static. So I already know what Philippe's going to do. I know what Kelly's going to do. I know what Carolyn Marks is going to do, even though I've never seen her. I guarantee <laughs> she's going to throw some fairly lame-ass air reverse at one of the ends. Well, she and did a sick air reverse that, um, was it last year? Totally. Great. Sure Fantastic. But it's a fucking air reverse. I mean, how tired is an air reverse? So it she'll has. throw an air reverse after a barrel. Air reverse is in there. It's air reverse. That was a Big fin throw air reverse. It wasn't just It'll a, be fine. It'll be a great... Carolyn Marks will throw a great air reverse and Chris Cote, who will no doubt be calling the damn thing, will fall out of his chair and say, that is the greatest thing we've ever seen and et cetera, et cetera. But we know, I mean, we honestly, we, me, you, and Steve Shearer could write the script mm-hmm. of what the announcers are going to say right now. I yep. mean, better better yet, Carl von Fanningstad could write the entire thing. Uh, he already has. And it would be word for word exactly what happens. Okay, you, but I'm just first, first tip. Sorry, are you gonna watch the event and write a? Uh, yeah, totally. Right. But I feel like we've got a little bit more room to have fun with the format, though, Chaz. Right? Don't you think? I mean, how though? The, the, well, like, how? I just, well, like it's a, the swingers style setup. So the, you, you you rock up on the day. Everyone throws their keys in the hat, and then they draw the keys out, and you know you're going home with him, and you're going home with her, and so completely at Waco. That, I'm saying the problem is not with the format. At yeah. Waco, I'd be all in. At Surf yeah. Ranch, I know what that fucking wave is going to do every time. And so then I know, like, okay, so I know that Philippe is going to have sex with whoever his partner is this way, right? Like, where it is not, I mean, the beauty of the throwing the key into the basket is, yeah. ooh, yeah. what is this mix going to going yeah. to bring? yeah. Surf Ranch, I know what it's going to chemistry. bring already. Yeah, I know what it is. So Who would no have the chemistry. best chemistry? It doesn't matter at Surf Ranch. Doesn't matter it's at already, all. No, I think at Waco it would matter. Yeah. At Kelly's, at Surf Ranch, imagine too, you're Dirk Ziff. You, totally you literally threw down all your money mm. on the thing where you watch Kelly open his mouth and gasp one time. And then you're thinking, I mean, I fucking already talked about this today. But... Kelly's technology is worse than uh, is worse than what's the other stupid one? What's the worst one right now? Uh, uh, the original Wave Garden, the new Wave Garden is pretty good. Wave Garden, exactly. So Kelly's got to differentiate because the original Wave Garden, meh, but the new one's pretty good. But uh, but sure, the new one's good. But I'm saying that even the new Wave Garden. So we have. Lochtefeld's Wave, I'll say, is number one, and or American Wave Machines. Let's see where that goes. One, two, right? Mm-hmm. Derek, Steve? One, two, Lochtefeld, Wave Machines. The best or, or the lamest? Uh, just those, that's the battle for the top. Kelly yeah. is battling for fourth place with Wave Garden and losing. Imagine yeah. you're the WSL, and this is where you put your money in, the fourth place Wave Tech. Well, the, pl- the place is the place is pretty fucking amazing, but it's just like great to watch. Surf Ranch, yeah, Surf yeah, but the, you can't you can't pack people in there, right? I mean, in terms of selling it in any way, shape, or any way you want to sell that thing, yes. If you're the one person, Derek, as you know, if you're the one person on that wave, phenomenal. The, like, there's no way to scale that. That doesn't work. Uh, otherwise. It's garbage to watch, 
and you really can't surf it that much. You can't surf it as much as you want. It's bizarre that, that that it's such a total fail, though, as a live sporting experience to watch it, though, isn't it? I it's mean, bizarre that's that they fucked that up so bad because but that was the, the whole thing. premise for the wave pools that we're going to have this, you know, stadium style atmosphere. But how did they not realize that? I think they should have thought, okay, this is what people want to surf. This is what the Facebook executives want to surf. Let's separate our uh, objectives here. And let's go do Rumble at the Ranch at the Rumble at the Waco Ranch, right? Like Rumble in Waco, done and dusted. Let's just cop our losses on this thing is shit to watch. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Okay, what's your over under on how many people? We are surf starved fans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Derek? Yeah, pretty, fairly surf starved, yeah. Do, are you even halfway motivated other other than getting Steve to write the piece? Are you even halfway motivated to watch that thing? Yeah, I'll watch a little bit of it. Yeah, I, I, you? I let's be honest. Tomorrow afternoon. And I'll let's probably, be honest. I'll probably get bored of it very fast. Let's be honest if you really will. Let's let's think that it's starting right when boys have to get to distance learning school or what anything else is happening, right? Will yeah. you push off anything to watch that? No, nah, probably not, no. Precisely. And the fact that you will not push off anything, you should theoretically push off... Push off everything. Everything. Everything should stop for the this first is our, surfing. This is our stinking business, too. We mm. are... This is our livelihood, Derek Riley. <clears throat> it is, and I certainly can't imagine putting off much to uh, to watch the Rumble. The good thing is it's precisely. just enough noon, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll f- I mean, you'll force Steve to watch it. I'll force uh, Steve. F- <laughs> but, and that's only funny as Steve's uh, sarcastic quip about it. Unless, Steve, do you think that you're going to be truly pushed to a place where this is enjoyable? You've seen now Surf Ranch. You've watched more Surf Ranch than anyone but Gen Z. Yeah. I feel like I've watched more Surf Ranch than her. I mean, she's been, she was been there. She's been there physically twice. Yeah, which is a whole torture. That yeah. I'll, I, Derek, if Australians can fly into America, watching Surf Ranch live in person is a torture that you don't you're you don't even begin to understand. It is a hell, a shit hell. That is almost incomprehensible. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't imagine being there in Lamore and not being able to get in the water. Yeah. Imagine being in Lamore, not being able to get in the water, 110 degrees with this boring ass wave with people around where if you don't have access to like the VIP zone or whatever, you can't even get a drink. You not, I mean, to say nothing of a drink of beer or They'd never had any cocktails. I can't, I can't imagine wanting to be drunk and it's 110 degrees and I'm looking at this wave, I can't surf and I'm stuck out in fucking Lamore. That's what it's, we're doing in my head. And the waves are so fun looking, even if it's boring to watch. It is a, a proper hell. And I mean, nothing against Sir, uh, Kelly's tank in terms of surf, surfing it. It's great to surf. It is wow. hell to watch. And imagine where, I mean, honestly, they had to put a pool alongside it where you could float on an air mattress yeah. to make it okay to go there. How high is the fence around it? Uh, it's like, uh, I mean, the fence around it is like uh, waist high. It looks like you could jump it. 
Uh, easily. But the problem is you jump it and to, to what? To what end? There's not waves ever. Like, it's the only one wave that's being but generated. You, know, you always see streakers. You, I'm surprised it hasn't been an interloper, like a wave rumbles and someone jumps the fence and just goes charging in and tries to catch the wave. Which is, again, the problem with it. It's so dull that nobody's even imagined doing that. <laughs> They're sitting outside thinking this, I'm in, I'm in literal hell. Could that be done, I, though? I, what? Could that be done? Oh, yeah. Very easily. You could bring your surfboard in there, stand on your waist-high wall, and fully jump in and surf it. There's fucking lifeguards everywhere and jet skis fucking zipping around and shit. That'd be, it'd be difficult. No, no, to- no. no. They, could, they couldn't get you to you quick enough. Once the wave starts, they can't stop the wave. So once the wave starts rolling, you could run out to a point where you catch the wave. You could. You could. Once it started, you could stand three quarters of the way up, Derek. Come back to me mentally. <laughs> So, so you could jump there? the fence with your board, get in you the pool the and catch with the wave. Board, you run out and, you, I mean, you fully snake the person, the, whoever pro on it, but yeah. you could, it, it's an up. easy do because it's not that long a wide. Yeah. It's long this way, uh, mm-hmm. top to bottom, but it's not that long wide. So you go three quarters up. Once you hear that whir, you jump mm-hmm. in before the wave even starts. You paddle, you run sprint, you paddle like hell to the fence yeah. And then you got it. You you can't help but catch the wave at that point. And then you totally fuck the pro on it and yeah. you surf the rest of it and it would be a brilliant moment. But yeah, it's that would be easy. Derek? I wonder if the train can be stopped halfway through its... Um, no, one, once it goes, it's going. That's the, that's the beauty of it all. Romana would take you out though, surely. Who? Romana? He would try, but he would have to take the surfer out too. So he would hang back. Yeah. You would get your wave. Yeah. Uh, the crowd would be cheering. Ramana has a lovely sense of humor. I think he'd quite enjoy the spectacle. You'd have to drop your trunks halfway down, I think, or do like flash the audience. You'd have to do something. and You couldn't actively surf it and think you were ripping. You'd yeah. have to do something funny in between, but yeah. you're gold after that. Would that be a felony? No, hell no. You kidding? Especially if it was Steve? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've been teasing this, but now you need to fly out and do this for Rumble at the Ranch. So I'm just saying, because, if I came out to get my prosthetic foot and went up to the ranch, with I'm just the prosthetic saying, foot, because you're you're talking about the wave leading into the pool. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, wall that's a waist high. The external wall is only eight feet. Mm-hmm. I would hoist you over that wall so easily. <laughs> you, I mean, there's no spectators for rumble at the ranch right i could hoist you over that wall no we could honestly listen to the whir of waves i'd hoist you over you'd surf it you get arrested uh it would be a trespassing charge that would be the maximum you'd be out in my arms within a few hours i will get you a good good lawyer would it be trespassing it's trespassing that's it what if you paid to go in though uh, you wouldn't pay because oh, there's no spectators. Pay. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. no, so it'll be a trespassing charge. But we got we got lawyers in the Beach Grant comment section. Multiple, yeah. multiple award. I mean, I don't think they win awards, but <laughs> uh, high priced lawyers. Derek would Derek would defend you himself. <laughs> yeah, I'll come and defend you at uh, Lamore Courthouse. Hey, Chaz, what happened to your uh, fines for um, breaching uh, COVID regulations? In Cardiff, oh, they, they, they got COVID. They got COVID, did they? 
I mean, all there's nobody seeing anything now. So it's yeah. I mean, and theoretically, they're all going to get dis- dismissed. the The best one was Jimmy Kane, who actually went and went surfing. Uh, Jimmy Kane, the famous surf photographer, got busted for surfing and got put in handcuffs. Uh, and even his case has been pushed off forever. Wow. Now, Charlie, America's in a hell of a state. Are you scared? Are you, uh, are you fearing less? I'm fearing less, but I'm feeling more. <laughs> you know what you need, Chaz? You need a modular system of cameras and sensors to surround yourself with that is so simple to install. You just plug that motherfucker in and set it up and you got and you can see if there's a if there's um an undesirable person at the door undesirable is lurking around your house so you can pick up that baseball bat or your AR14 is it AR14 or AR16 I think it's 14 16 sounds better though we if there if it's only if it's an AR14 we should make the AR16 <laughs> so Chase, you need a home security system that's so complicated no, that's not. That's what you don't need. You don't need a security <laughs> system. It's so complicated. You, you need a security system, James. So you, while protecting your whole home twenty four seven. Order yeah. online. Open the box. Place the sensors. Plug in, and you're protected around the clock. Chaz, it's that simple. That's that's all I want because there's so many people coming to slap me, and or people coming to slap me that I want to beat with a baseball bat and or my AR fourteen. Do you want to? Do you know how good it feels to fear less, Chaz? I don't know that I've ever feared less in my entire life, and I would love that feeling. So all you have to do, Chaz, is to head to simplysafe.com forward slash team. That's s i m p l i s a f e dot com forward slash team. Although I just Google it because it's so much fucking easier, and get free shipping and sixty day money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Why, Chaz? Why are you going to get simplysafe.com? Because I don't want, I will no, want. Good. It feels good to feel less. That's why. That's exactly why. It feels so good to feel less. And you know what else feels good, Chess? Fearing less. No, to feel less. And that's when you get the oh. good of the oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> so fear less, get simplysafe.com. If you want to feel less, go to any local pharmacist and get some uh, oxygen. How many, how many uh, subscriptions is Simply Safe? And that's simply with an I, by the way. Because at first I thought it was simply with a Y, but it's not. It is S I M P L I safe, S A F E. Happily, they didn't spell it S A P H E. But <laughs> how many subscriptions I, are you going to get from this app? I think it's the name with the Y. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when we went around buying all the de- domain names um, for uh, our competitors with slight misspelling. So people would slightly misspell it. They go, oh, Beach Grid. What's a Beach Grid? Well, Beach Grid's a place where you get, it's good to feel and to feel less. James, I think we have an ad here. Yeah, we got an ad. I think this is what Simply Safe wanted. Hey, Chelsea, you've got a book uh, that's just come out called Reports from Hell. And people could probably buy it from Amazon or Book Depository or Booktopia. Tell us about it. Oh, aren't people bored at this point? You bored, Steve? Do you know much about it? No, no. I'd like to know, though. It's a, it's a good book, Steve. Yeah. Give me the elevator pitch. Yeah. Huh? Give us the elevator pitch. Give us the one-sentence synopsis. I mean, to be honest, uh, uh, I am so shy as awful, 
awful as I am every single day, as Orion Seacresty as I am, books I actually care about. And so then I'm really loath to put the book because I just wanted to perform on its merit. Like if it's good, it's good and you buy it. If it's bad, it's bad, then don't buy it. Uh, this one's good. I worked harder on this than I've worked on a hard, yeah. I've worked harder on this than anything in my entire life. So what's the one sentence synopsis? Fuck. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Man goes to Middle East with friends. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's funny, funny. I mean, nobody wants to hear about this right now at the end yeah, of Let's give us of a, this. What was the elevator pitch to the... Uh, to well, the so here's the thing though, right? Like we, I wrote this, I was writing this book. I mean, this is the Our Global War on Terror, mm-hmm. uh, which oddly, while we were all living it, right, was end all and be all. Like Islamic, radical Islamic terrorism and or radical any ideology was the end of civilization. And, oh, we forgot about that quickly. Now a coronavirus is is the end of all civilization. Nobody's caring at all about Islamic radical terrorism anymore. But I still do think that radical thought is so great. I mean, people who actually put their fucking money where their mouth is, which... That's what it was. In those years, in those, I don't know, from 9-11 on to, and not to make an apology for 9-11, but from 9-11 on basically until COVID, or I guess Donald Trump, then people started really freaking out about him. But uh, radical Islamic terrorism was a thing. And so this is just a dance through those forgotten years, which when I was writing it, I didn't know they were forgotten, but now they're very clearly forgotten. They are forgotten. Yeah, completely. Like, who, who, who's... Past tense. I mean, imagine, go to the airport right now and to get on a plane. What you're worried about is your that your face mask is on in place and you're not going to get COVID. Nobody's... One person is thinking, oh, my airplane might get taken and flown into a skyscraper. But that was... I mean, that was it for a good 20 years, Right. Islam was going to destroy us. Yeah. Do you miss it? I mean, Islam was a lot more fun than fucking COVID. In what way? Oh, my goodness. Because it's an ideology. Ideology and belief. I mean, that's what the whole thing is. is It's more or less a dance with belief. I love belief. Derek doesn't mm. love belief. Yeah. This is where Derek and I part ways. I'm yeah. a believer. Derek ain't. Yeah. Uh, give me belief. I'm, I'm agnostic. I'm just. I'm not, definitely not an atheist. But you're a, you're not a believer. I think I'm an animist. If I really want to uh, get down to it, I believe. I mean, by the time by the time time we're done, Derek, I'm going to have you a full Christian. I'd love to be a Christian. I mean, it's the best thing ever. Are you kidding me? It's got a great story. A great history, great art, great architecture. The entire thing is perfect. But the I don't know why you're lingering. The Catholics have great architecture. Don't be um, Christianity taking all the great architecture. Are you the kidding Catholics me? Have the great architecture. Uh, the are, you, are you differentiating Catholics from Christians right now? Yes. Catholics are Christians, Derek. Well, I know the Catholics are Christians, but Protestants don't have any great architecture. 
Oh, have you ever been to Germany? Have you ever been to Germany or Scotland? I have. German Lutherans and Scottish Presbyters, Presbyterians, have as good an architecture as anyone. Well, then they fly in the face of their actual beliefs through simplicity and hard work. No, no, no. Uh, so who who screwed it? I'll tell you right now. You ready? Who screwed it was America with its juvenile, naive bullshit, which bred Mormonism with its more or less flanograph, bullshit, fake cartoon shit and American evangelicalism, even though that's my strain and I will defend to the grave, but it's ugly. Uh, anything else? Catholicism, beauty. Presbyterianism, beauty. Lutherism, Lutheranism in Germany and Scotland, of course, beauty. Uh, America wrecked everything by making everything juvenile. You don't believe Joseph Smith was a prophet, Jess? Hell no. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Joseph Smith was a prophet. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. the funny thing, about, and I want to get too bogged down in it, but the, the funny thing when you grow up in our society, like I said, Christian societies like Australia and America, you grow up thinking that all the stories in the Old Testament are Christian stories. Jewish was, stories. Yeah, and I was at quite an advanced age before I realized that Jesus wasn't a Christian. He was a Jew. He's a Jew, of course. And the Old Testament wasn't the wasn't the Bible, it was the uh, it was Talmud. The Torah. Yeah. Talmud. Talmud's the interpretation of the Torah. I know, but it's but the the amount of I mean the extra work I think in the Old Testament is actually considered Talmudic. Is it? Yeah, because it's not. They just didn't throw the Torah in and then stick the New Testament on. I think it's it would be like throwing the Apocrypha on and calling it New Testament, where it's yeah, there's extra stuff there, so it's more or less Talmudic. The Torah is what God gave to Moses, but but you grow up in a Christian society, and you think that Moses is a Christian, you think that Abraham is a Christian, and there are all the great Christians in history. And it's never taught in schools that there's these actually Jewish stories. No, of course. But that's what makes Christianity so much better. <laughs> it's good, isn't we it? We have it all. Just talk about cultural appropriation. That's what I'm saying. It's the best cultural cultural appropriation ever. <laughs> hey, I want to well, the Muslims to... have got that too, haven't they? What's that? Islam does have the... Um, the Christian religion incorporated into it as well, doesn't it? The Jewish, of course. Like Abraham's, Abraham, all of it. Jesus is in there. Yeah. All of it. But that's, I mean, and that's how I ever got, Steve, out of any trouble I ever was in by being a diehard Christian. Yeah. Uh, where they'll, yeah, like Hezbollah and Al-Qaeda and all these, I mean, true hard folk yeah. will debate for a minute. Mm. And but then at the end we'll come around. Okay, we're all people of the book. That's right. what it's. We're yeah, people okay. of the book, right? So they and respected the your end. belief completely, and they respected that I more my belief. They respected that I believed. Where yeah. what they don't understand is unbelief. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're you know fudging here on Jesus, Muhammad, whatever, 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 Abraham. Yeah. But we understand. We recognize your belief. And yeah. that's all we need is yeah. that you believe. And oh my goodness, in the age of COVID, please give me 20 planefuls, 50 planefuls of Al Qaeda. Like yeah. that's something I can dance with. Yeah. This global pandemic, there's no yeah. dance. Yeah. You can't dance with a virus. 
No. And Why especially not? you can't you also can't dance with the interpretation of a virus. Says who? I mean, where do you like you can either go hard, you know, like okay, this is I mean, at least in the states, like the hard hard I mean, as it's broken here, right? Right? Where this is fake and doesn't exist to the hard left where this is the only thing that matters and we're all if you don't wear a mask then you are committing genocide and none of that is fun there's no fun narrative in there there's no sexy there's no sexy in COVID. zero sexy where there's sexy all day with al-qaeda mm-hmm. hey i want to finish today with um the books you guys are currently reading and the board you're currently writing so uh, i'll go first I just finished um, a book recommended by Jen C, actually, because I told her I was really into Southern Gothic novels, and she recommended Gilead by Marilyn Robinson on the uh, Pulitzer in, I think, 2005. <clears throat> and um, it's a lovely story. It's a bit of a weepy. It's 956, and uh, Reverend John Ames is uh, 74, 75, whatever, and he's dying, lives in uh, Iowa, and he writes this um, letter to his, um, to his seven-year-old kid, which he expects the kid will read, uh, when he's a bit older and, you know, it covers wisdom, theology, you know, his granddaddy's experience in the Civil Wars and abolitionists and the Kansas border wars. It's, um, it's, it's such a beautiful book that um, it's one of those things I'll be handing around. That's my read. Mm. Um, I'm aboard writing a 5.8 Astro Pop. And uh, <clears throat> I was lucky enough to uh, have a bit of a text line to Pizel to go and send the file to Australia. So it looks slightly different to the ones you see in the stores here. A little bit more pulled in the nose, and it's, it's pretty sexy, real fast. Got to work out how to turn it, but I've been having that problem with surfboards ever since I started surfing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chaz, what are you reading? What are you writing? I'm uh, re- rereading. I think I got it from you, Derek. Uh, Down and out in London and Paris, oh, or that. Paris and London, it might be. Did, did I get that from you? I don't think so. No, I sent oh, you. Man. I sent you Inshallah. That's a great one. I mean, fantastic, but down and out in Paris and London. Steve, have you read that one? Yeah, heaps of times. Oh, my goodness. I love it. It is, yeah, I'm rereading and savoring. Like, it's one of those books that, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. Like, his, I mean, yeah, it's difficult to describe how beautiful a book it is. It's George Orwell, right? Yeah, Yeah, Orwell, which... I always thought of Orwell as, you know, like a, I mean, just because 84, 1984 and whatever is kind of a sci-fi, not an author. I thought of him as a, well, I don't know, like a James Patterson of yesteryear, Hmm. but stinking down and out. Have you read it, Derek? No, but I've read uh, Letters from Catalonia, which I really loved. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. His, his, uh, both, cataloging his experience in uh different circumstances i mean it's just art it's an incredible 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 book can't recommend it high enough uh yeah i think i'm this is my third time through it um beautiful but then i'm writing uh (laughs) yeah uh blessed are the bank robbers which is the story of my bank robbing cousin from our evangelical Christian background. What are you writing? What surf are you writing? Which surf? What surf are you writing? <laughs> oh, surfboard yep. am I writing? I'm sorry. That's what you said. Oh, what's your writing? I thought, <laughs> what are you writing? 
I read it and then I understood what you're saying. And then when you said, what are you writing? I just think, what am I writing? Uh, but what I'm writing is only ever these days. It's been super flat here. Uh, but I'm still on my damn 610 mid. <sighs> yeah, but it's beautiful. Wait till you write it out here, Derek. <laughs> You'll, it'll be a transformative experience. <laughs> David Howard is sending uh, Derek aboard, so maybe he might sneak one of those in and drop a Trojan horse for you, Derek. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's something... It doesn't work well on tiny waves, and it's been honest. We've had a Mediterranean-like dearth of waves for three weeks, so I'm really not writing anything. Let's do it. So, Steve, what are you reading and what are you writing? Uh, I just want to start with what I'm writing. So, I mean, it, you know, we've had the opposite to Chaz here. It's been an incredible winter, maybe the best for a decade. So, I've just been writing that six-one Pizel Ghost and. It's just been, I've been having some transcendent surfs on that thing. It's just been amazing. And what's incredible to me is it's three years old now. So 2017, I got it. And it's still in pretty much perfect nick. So I don't know how it was glassed or, or you know, what blank they used, but that thing's just fucking indestructible. Um, what am I reading? Well, a bit embarrassed to, to say it, but... Um, I've been reading a Buddhist self-help book called Peace of Mind about mindfulness. And what lessons is it, is it giving you? Well, there's been like a prolonged mental health crisis in my family, so it's been sort of just keeping me on an even keel. Just sort of keeps you from going out into like catastrophes and bringing it back to the present moment. How does it do that? Uh well, very simply by just bringing your awareness back to your breath. So instead of like saying, oh, this is fucked and we're all going to hell, you just say, well, I'm just taking an in-breath and now I'm doing an out-breath and here I am. Guess what, Steve? What? There's a thing called Christianity. Yep. Where everything is perfect always because even if it's going to hell, you're going to heaven. <laughs> I tell you what, there's never been a, a more fertile soil to throw those seeds on right now than right now, Chaz. I mean, it's the damn truth, though. Mm. Everybody, I don't know why anybody ever dodges this punch. Yeah. Take the punch full on. Go to heaven. Mm. It's yeah. Occam's razor. Yeah. If if I'm wrong, yeah. then we're all in hell anyway, and who cares? We'll giggle and burn. Yeah. If I'm right, mm we're in heaven can you choose a religion though based on which architecture you prefer the most oh my goodness easily but it's christianity what what is like, better architecture is gorgeous beautiful tiles buddhism minarets are you kidding yeah buddhist architecture is bullshit compared what? to sistine chapel all day every day steve anchor what anchor what's okay anchor what is like a cheap toy compared to the sistine chapel well I guess it comes down to preference, doesn't it? It comes down to good preference versus bad preference. If Taste. you like young Thai prostitutes versus if you like fine oh, Roman, <laughs> Roman prostitutes. I sometimes wonder how many of these modern questions just come down to like matters of taste. Of course. But literally, be honest. Yeah. You, Steve, mm. 
deep digging or <laughs> dig deep in your soul tonight yeah. and think, does Buddhist architecture beat the best of Christian architecture? Anchor Wat, right. you can tell, I will give you your Anchor Wat and I yeah. will checkmate you with everything else in the entire world. Yeah, I know. I just like that. I don't know. There's just something about the sense of spaciousness and simplicity, though, in Buddhist architecture, which appeals mm. to me. It's, it's cheaply beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Angkor Wat's pretty ordinary. You do? Yeah, it's no, uh, it's no Notre Dame. Yeah, but all of those spires and it's, it's Christian architecture. It's so busy. I mean, you, you don't want busy to head up on to, uh, I suppose, to Germany and catch your Lutheran. Yeah. There's some very beautiful, austere Lutheran temples. Yeah. And by temple, I mean church. Yeah. Yeah, that would appeal to me. Yeah. Scottish Presbyterian all day, yeah. every day. Yeah. Steve, welcome home. <laughs> Thanks, boys. I'm Thanks, glad, I, convert, I, oh, glad I could convert Steve. On you almost podcast. got me. You almost got me. I've never seen... Oh, there's been some 3 a.m.s where I've just been lying awake there going, God. It's anyway. just because you're not home, Steve. Christianity is your home. Yeah. You'd be the prodigal son. Yeah. Jesus is always to be. Arms, prodigal son with a prosthetic foot. <laughs> yeah. That's why I prostitute from your previous life as a Buddhist. Huh? <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks for the chat. Okay, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Bye. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.